0: This is the Westwards podcast, a fortnightly production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. Western Sydney is located on the traditional lands of the Darragh, Gunungurra and Tharawal Nations, and we acknowledge and offer our respects to all Indigenous people and to their elders past, present and emerging. Opinions and views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the Westwards Organisation. If you'd like to ask questions, offer feedback or simply learn more about what we do at Westwards, Please visit westwards.com.au. All right, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Westwards podcast. I'm James Roy. I'm your host for today. I'm a writer, but I'm also the program manager for Westwards in Blacktown and the Blue Mountains. Westwards uh, is a literature organisation that uh, covers Western Sydney, and by Western Sydney we mean uh, from Parramatta in the east, across to Mount Victoria in the west, up to the Hills District and the Hawkesbury, down to Campbelltown, Liverpool, and beyond. It's a huge area: two and a half million people, uh, 170 different nationalities or countries of origin represented and a hundred different languages. All these people have stories to tell and we're there to support the people who want to tell the stories but also the people who are the audiences for those stories. It's Monday the 9th of March 2020 and welcome. Uh, we are joined today by Harja who is the Associate Producer here at Westwards, how are you, Haja?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm very well. Look, we're not far off from something that you uh, have been working very hard on the uh, celebration Celebration, of of writing.
1: So, a celebration of writing at Westwards will be on the 21st of March, which is a Saturday. It's an all day program Mm -hmm. from 10 to 3. There is some news on that, a surprise that may be happening, but we won't, we can't reveal anything just yet.
0: Okay, it's not um, Robin Ewing's zucchini slice, is it? That's I don't know summary. what that is. You don't? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what a zucchini slice is?
1: No, it doesn't sound that great. Oh, come on, it's delicious.
0: Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, as I said, it's, it, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Today is also the anniversary of the death of Charles Bukowski. Oh. Now, now, the thing about Charles Bukowski, uh, he was a poet mm-hmm. and a short story writer and and a novelist and really one of the pioneers of dirty realism um, oh. he even had an fbi file after he wrote a particular book he, he wrote oh, a lot really? about about la he loved la which is where he lived he was born in germany but he, he loved la uh, okay. um, and as is customary for this particular podcast i'd like to start with a couple of quotes okay they quote in this case i've got too. He, he had a lot of quotes. He's very quotable, Charles Bukowski. Mm-hmm. Um, he had several about cats. He was a big cat lover. So mm-hmm. he, he, I'm
1: currently cat sitting.
0: I know, and he, <laughs> he he wins because of the cat thing. He he mm, said that very it, nice. He he said in one quote that uh, if you live with a cat, you live longer. So he said that if you live with ten cats, you'll live for a certain amount longer. If you live with a hundred cats, you'll live ten times longer than that. So he said if someone has a thousand cats, they'll probably live forever. Um, I don't know if that's true. Is
1: that, is that supposed to be because of the Nine Lives thing?
0: I've got no idea if that's what, what it's about. I mean, there is a bit of a theme here with a cat thing. And we've talked about the, the Polydactyl Kitten Club, which is our... Yeah, there's room. a lot
1: of um, authors that really love cats. Mm. Um, it's
0: because they don't judge you. Well, I do judge you, but they judge you oh, silently.
1: I think because they're just raw... And they're not they're, need, they're not needy. They're not needy. They're very independent, which is good for a writer because they just leave you be, except when they sit on your laptop. Well, a cat's or <laughs> your typewriter.
0: <laughs> a cat's a little bit like a, um, a cat's a little bit like a, a good editor. You know, a dog is a not no good as an editor because a dog just everything you say. So what's the, what do you think of this? Oh, it's great. Yeah, go, what exactly. About this? Oh, it's great. Well, yeah, I wrote the, this the other dog thing. is
1: that that kind of friend that clings on to you but never really.
0: They're just sick of it Gives you
1: anything. <laughs> They're just there, like a flea. Or as you can <laughs> say to
0: a cat, you know, what do you think of this? And they'll go, yeah, it's fine, I guess. Don't
1: yeah. Care.
0: But anyway, so moving away from the cats uh, to mm-hmm. a couple of quotes of Charles Bukowski's. One he said, I, I just like this one because you've got a little twist in the tail. It says, sometimes I've called writing a disease. If so, I'm glad that it caught me. Yeah, so that's Very not nice. meant to be a coronavirus reference, but um, now that I've put that in everyone's mind, it probably is. Yeah, anyway, I think
1: it's context. context. Maybe Cont- in like a year or two when people are listening to this, it won't have that effect.
0: <laughs> that's if there is anyone listening to us oh, a year from now, Harja. That's grim. That is grim. <laughs> okay, so moving on. And I don't mean to trivialise anyone uh, who is affected by the coronavirus thing, um, There'll be plenty of time for trivialising it later. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but this is a quote I wanted to talk about. Um, Most poets are young simply because they have not been caught up. Show me an old poet and I'll show you more often than not either a madman or a master. It's when you begin to lie to yourself in a poem in order simply to make a poem that you fail. That is why I do not rework poems. That's a long quote. It is a long quote. Is there a lot to unpack in that? I think so. Should I read it again? Probably don't need to read it. No, again. I don't read it again. What, what does it, what does that say it. to you?
1: Um, okay, so most poets are young
0: simply. You're reading it again, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I'm reading it in my head <laughs> because <laughs> they have not been caught up. I've got news for you. I don't your, know what yeah. they mean. What he means by caught up?
0: I've not been. Most poets are young simply because they have not been caught up.
1: Caught up in what? Like life?
0: Caught up to life. Yeah, maybe they're just still sort of. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. He, w- Charles Bukowski, was a famous, was famously a, an alcoholic, and, mm. and um, you know, into the whole dirty realism thing. So I don't know. Maybe he. You know, know, I've
1: never read anything of his.
0: Yeah, he's pretty gritty. The reason I kind of picked that one out was because I was looking for an easy segue. It hasn't worked out that way, but no. i was looking for an easy segue into <laughs> <laughs> into a uh, the poet's corner, which happened. Oh uh, yeah, that is
1: that is a segue. It is um, talking about. I think it's a good a segue for the two poetry events that we have.
0: Okay, tell me about those. What are they?
1: So we've got the West Side Poetry Slam, which happens once a month. Is it the third? Third Wednesday uh, of every month. Is it? Okay. Um, and Poets' Corner is the last Thursday of every month.
0: We had Stephen Edgar was our guest and I've actually got a little recording of him. Oh, re- very nice. Reading one of his poems. But before that, I want to take a tiny moment to grab a clip that we have of David Ades, who is the person who set up Poet's oh, Corner, uh-huh. and then we will uh, have a listen to Stephen Edgar reading his poem, Euroka. But first, here's David Adess.
2: I'm originally from Adelaide. I'm a poet. And many years ago, uh, I was invited to do a reading of my work by a church group in Wayville, in Adelaide, called Poets' Corner. And um, they offered me an hour to read and talk. It ended up being two and a half hours, I think with a small group in an intimate setting, it was the best poetry reading I'd ever given, or the mo- one I enjoyed the most. Um, and when I moved to Sydney a few years ago, I saw so many readings here, but for the most part, poets would get open mic, or they'd get a five-minute or a ten-minute guest reading spot at the very best 20 minutes. And I thought, that isn't really enough for an audience to get really into a poet and the poet's work. And it's really not enough for a poet to come across to an audience and say, this is is who I am, this is what I do. This is my literary human poetic obsession. So it seemed to me that there was a place in Sydney for a reading series where a poet would have an hour to engage with an audience and, for that audience to engage with the poet and the poet's work. And so I conceived the series that has been running now, it's now in its third year, and that uh, with the permission of Poets' Corner in South Australia, we've called Poets' Corner here. And uh, I thought it would be nice uh, to try and, and get poets to orient their readings around their own literary obsession or personal obsession as it is expounded in their work so I have invited poets to pick a theme of their choice and to orient their reading and their discussion about their work around that theme and that's what they've done and it's been absolutely wonderful and it's still going every month on the last Thursday of the month Uh, every month between February and November, on the last Thursday of the month, at Westwards.
0: And now here's our recent uh, Poets' Corner guest, Stephen Edgar, reading his poem, Eureka.
3: Euroca. a few light sounds, water on rocks, the creaking scuff of boughs, wind in the lofted leafage that surrounds and overarches this lit shadow hatching. And now here, now there, Odd interjected bird calls To arouse and keep the mind aware There's nothing here it can afford to miss. Walk one last bend, the stone-tiered forest Drops a hundred feet to meet the river. On its far side ascend Great shelves and sheared-off blocks of Sandstone, stacked up higher Than the hill you're watching from, a concentrate of heat the solar process still somehow unfolding in the solid rocks. Silence. It comes to you. All this is made of silence. All the patchwork, tonnage of millenniums, the sun-built cliff, the trees which reave the boulders to the sky, the wide, light-dusted river that's about to stall, so slow its downstream glide. You're spellbound. inaudibilities, and simply sit to wait possession out, now every sound that skiffs your hearing till you notice it, the strokes of air that comb the foliage, the freshets, birdsong sketches, emerges from and forms a mesh around that silence where it stretches suspended like a geodesic dome.
0: So that was Stephen Edgar, who was our guest at the Poets' Corner. And once again, the Poets' Corner is on uh, on the last Thursday of each month in the evening at the Centre for Writing, Westwards Centre for Writing, which is 51B Growth Street, North Parramatta. All the information's on our website. On the last podcast, I mentioned the Westwards Fellowships. Uh, these are fellowships for three young Western Sydney writers. These are made possible with the very generous assistance of Copyright Agency Limited. This year we have three young ladies who have been selected. They've received a, a small cash injection into their career, but also mentoring from uh, established writers and, uh, and artists. We talked last week to Claire Cow, and this week we're going to be talking to Aisha Ali, who is a young woman from Western Sydney. She is a spoken word artist, a writer, a filmmaker and a law student. And she's going to be working with Manisha Anjali. And we've got Aisha on the phone right now. Aisha, how are you?
4: I'm good, thanks.
0: Uh, I've got hardja with me. I think you've met hardja or you've spoken to Harja on the phone before?
4: Yeah, yeah. I've met in
1: person. Yeah, we met at Westwoods You
0: sometimes. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Um, so, got a couple of questions for you about this. Congratulations too, by the way, on your fellowship. Thank you
3: so
4: much. You excited? Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm pumped.
0: So um, I, I mentioned that you're a spoken word artist, a writer, filmmaker, and a law student, and I haven't gone to the trouble of listing all your accolades. publications and awards and accolades. What are, <laughs> Don't bother. Can Don't
4: you give bother. us? A, can you
0: give us a couple of highlights? Or, 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 from that point of view, what were the highlights of your career so far?
4: Um, I think one of the biggest highlights I had was a year ago. I think yeah, a year ago I won um, the largest running poetry slam in australia at the Bankstown grand finals mm. and i was pretty monumental for me there was more than a thousand people there we were in the wow. ICC, um and you know for like i'm the kind of person that that works hard and i like want to have results and sometimes that doesn't happen so i, I did try out for the grand finals the first time became runner-up and i was like i'm gonna do it again and then we won the second time and oh very that's nice it's been like a great highlight and Performing all around Sydney has been incredible. I feel very, very lucky.
0: That's great. Um, So what are you you going to be working on as part of your fellowship?
4: So I'm working on um, a coming-of-age poetry collection. Um, We've just started and formed the skeleton right now, but it should be what I want it to be is a, a guideline, not only that people my age, young people can use in navigating their own lives, but also that a parent could pick up and be like, okay, I don't understand how my teenage child is reacting at this point, and at this point, and I wanted it to be more than just mm. about my identity as a Muslim woman. I wanted it to be kind of um, work that transcends um, all these arbitrary bounds that that like we're stuck in in society.
1: That's really interesting. I was actually telling um, James earlier about um, there's this YA book called A Still Life with Tornado, and it's by um, an author, an American author named A.S. King, and I was telling. Yeah. James who is a YA author himself has written many books and I was just uh, talking about why I liked it and the main reason was actually because it didn't have the typical tropes of a YA novel that is very disconnected from what it's usually written by people that kind of forget what it's like to be a teenager and how yeah how sad and lonely and isolating it can be being in that pubescent period and even yeah. even in that first five years of your 20s it's really difficult because you're transitioning from that isolation and into adulthood so it sounds yep, really definitely. interesting
4: thank you hopefully it will be like i want i want anyone to pick it up and be like i hear my story in this too and hopefully i can do that mm.
0: so you grew up h- grew up in western sydney which part of western sydney were you in?
4: so i've grown up in liverpool pretty much my whole life my parents I um, immigrated from Fiji here when I was, oh, well, I was born here. So they, they first went off to New Zealand. My older brother was born there. And then they moved to Wollongong, Shell Harbour. Um, and I was born mm-hmm. in Shell Harbour. And then I think when I was around four years old, I came up to Sydney, Liverpool, um, which harbors, like, the largest population of Fijian Indians yes, anywhere in the true. world. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a yeah, lot of Yeah. So, friends. yeah, Western Sydney. Yeah.
0: Well, I've got a little secret to reveal to you, uh, Aisha. I actually grew up in Fiji, for no way.
4: that's amazing. Yeah, part, part of my
0: childhood. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, I kind of my, my ears slash eyes pricked up when I was reading um, your email to uh, Manisha, who's your mentor, and you mentioned yep. Fiji and India, and I went, oh, I. Oh. I'm not Fijian or Indian, but I, I certainly <laughs> grew up around that. that, that, how, that, that how long did
1: you live there for?
0: I was there for three years. Um, but oh, it was wow. through a really, it was between grade six and grade nine. So mm. it was a really kind of. Um,
4: formative
0: years yeah totally and uh, yeah
4: where whereabouts did you live in C T?
0: well this isn't about me but uh <laughs> just
4: just oh so curious at Fulton,
0: Fulton college which is just up um up and up the road about uh, 50 k's from suva up north oh
4: awesome okay mm. i yeah. love suva my dad's in
0: suva okay cool so yeah. um what what outcomes do you hope this is going to have uh this Fellowship is going to have for you, but also for your audience, because part of part of the workshop, or part of sorry, part of the fellowship, is that you uh, contribute to running some events for young people. Uh, What sort of outcomes do you hope it'll have?
4: So um, I'm hoping. um, I realise when I first did the fellowship, I was, um, I guess, overly ambitious, but um, I hope that I can have a manuscript at the end of this, and throughout the process maybe towards the end while I've figured out certain concepts I can take it to schools like um like Western, schools in Western Sydney and tap into because I'm only going to be young for a certain period of time and I'm only going to be relatable for a certain period of time mm, and I feel like it's true. important to capitalise on that while kids still see me as yeah that's like a really interesting way of thinking about it yeah yeah I find um teenagers disconnect as soon as they see you be an adult unfortunately and Yes, like, I'm finishing uni and all that stuff, but I'm still 20 years old. I, I'm exactly, still, yeah. like, I want to be hip and cool. and Yeah. I, I, most importantly, I want them to feel like there's a person there for them that can tell their story authentically and not have their story narrated to them. Mm. So um, yeah. as part of the
1: fellowships, you are kind of, in the application, are asked to do um, or plan something for young people, like an event or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so what was your thing that you wanted to do? What are you planning? What have you been thinking about?
4: Hopefully, and this is in an ideal world, mm-hmm. I can get um, students from different schools and host um, like a showcase, like a poetry competition, maybe in Kassola Powerhouse Museum because Sydney it's local um, it can it's be great and it's venue accessible as well,
1: yeah
4: yep yeah, yep yeah. and see if I can get some performers out of there and then hopefully mentor them or see if I can get their writing going just mm. finding another avenue for their voices mm. and their writing to be heard because I've done a lot of workshops before and there's so many really talented kids but no one's told them that they're talented or mm. no one's told them that it's okay to write like that just because it doesn't yeah. just because it has Hindi or Arabic or your language, and it doesn't degrade or belittle the work. Anything mm. it elevates your work. So, mm, yeah. interesting.
1: That sounds like a great plan, or well, initiative. Yeah. Looking forward to Hopefully. seeing it materialize.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so final. Just finally, um, you're pretty excited that Manisha Anjali was um, going to be your mentor. Tell us why that was.
4: First off, she's extremely, extremely talented. But I think one of the main things that drew me was I'd never heard of another Asian Indian poet. Unfortunately. We're mm. small species <laughs> in the art, and I went through my friend Eunice and Jada, and I somehow stumbled across her work, and she explores the unconscious and and dreaming, and how to incorporate that into your poetic yeah. practice. And just hearing another artist who is also a Indian, but explores art in a totally different way that I, than I do, was so interesting mm, to me. Really and I was like, yeah. I I need her insight into my work because she writes differently. And if someone does anything differently to you, then you've got so much to learn from them. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it also shows that you can write so many different things coming from even though you come from the same background.
4: Exactly. Exactly. We're not just just one like homogenous. Thick, exactly. Which is so yeah. Great.
1: There's like so much diversity within the the culture, and the way yeah. you respond to it and interpret it.
0: Well, thank you so much for uh, letting us chat with you today. Um, we're going to chase you up during your fellowship and just see how you're getting on, see how things are travelling. Yeah, um, perfect. Yeah,
4: keep me. Thank you for my plan.
0: <laughs> no worries. Okay, thanks, Aisha. We'll talk to you soon.
4: Thank you so
0: much. So that was Aisha Ali, one of our uh, Westwards Fellows. And next fortnight, we'll be talking to Aaron Sayers, who will be working with Ben Peak. So Haja, we want to talk now about the Westwards Academy, which was also one of your brain children. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us about that a little bit. I know we've spoken about it on previous Mm -hmm. uh, on previous podcasts, but we're a week out from the deadline now for people to apply. So tell us a little bit more about that, and then we'll give give our listeners some details.
1: Sure. So Westwards Academy, the aim of it was to uh, create a program where young emerging artists from Western Sydney could be given uh, mentoring, not just for their craft, but as authors in terms of a, a holistic career. So that includes how to get an ABN, how to write an invoice, how to do an author visit, how to approach schools and publishers, and all of that stuff that comes that you don't learn about at creative writing school in any creative writing courses you don't really learn about it in many uh, mentorships that I've seen around and yeah so we came up with Westwards Academy um, that's open to eight up to eight emerging Western Sydney writers and so far we've got quite a few applications it, the applications close on the 10th of March so uh, we're looking forward to a lot more when the deadline hits.
0: So, very quickly, um, we've got a couple of people who are are confirmed for us for for this. Can you reveal who some of those people are? Uh, are You mean mentors? No, people who will be doing the seminars.
1: Oh, yes. Okay, so maybe I should explain what that that Mm. proportion of the academy is. So, as part of the academy, all the participants will uh, be... ...attending seminars about the various aspects of the business side of being an artist... ...like the stuff that I mentioned earlier, like the, the admin and all of that. And some of the confirmed um, artists are the filmmaker of Halal Girls... ...and Tom Girl, he is based in Minchinbury, which is near the Blacktown area. His name is Von Patiag. Um, he is going to be doing a seminar on collaboration... Most of his work has been collaborating. Um, I've collaborated with him personally. He's really great to work with and um, is just really passionate about what he does. So I think that's a really nice... And also quite young, so it's nice to have that um, for emerging. I think he's a little bit past emerging now, but it's nice to um, see that from like an emerging perspective.
0: But We've made a point of... Um selecting people for each of these seminars, where this is very much a specialty kind of thing. For example, as part of the collaboration seminar, there'll be somebody to talk about how you work with editors and all that sort of thing. Yes, so
1: um, Von mostly works in screen. He has done some writing. I think he's written an article for The Guardian and things like that. So he has an understanding of that too. But um, we're also going to try and find someone in the more traditional literary sector, so in publishing worlds. The, that is TBC at the moment, but we're looking around and hopefully it's an exciting lineup.
0: Beautiful. So, so we've got had a few people uh, apply. Um, mm-hmm. If anyone is interested, where can they go? Uh,
1: to the Westwards website. Like everything um, else, we like do. Go to the else. Westwards website. Yeah, or you can go to any of our social media, and all the links will be there too.
0: Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> A couple of other very quick things to mention, the Polydactyl Kitten Club and Speak Easy in Katoomba, our spoken word event on the first Monday of each month at the Avalon. Uh, we had a great event with Laura Greaves and we've got Linda Javen coming next month, so that's going to be very exciting. Linda happened to be coming to Varuna for a fellow, for a residency and the people at Varuna contacted us and said, we've got Linda Javen, Would you like Linda Javen? And we said, if Linda Javen would like to be uh, part of our thing, then let her know that we would love that and she said yes, so we're very excited about that.
1: Yeah, that sounds really exciting. It, it's,
0: it's super exciting. Uh, for if you don't know Linda Javen, she's a very colourful, very funny, and very gifted and seasoned writer. And we're really looking forward to having her at the Kitten Club. Mm. The Blake Poetry Prize is still open. Five thousand dollars, mm. folks. Come on, get on. Everyone's got an opinion about spirituality and religion, even yes. if you don't believe, you can still yes, say spirituality, something.
1: spirituality, religion, you can belief,
0: all those things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Five thousand bucks. That's that's a lot of money.
1: It depends. I think how much you <laughs> <Well, well>, earn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, clearly. But well, I'm a writer, so it's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, that is a lot of money. I would love to money. have that in my bank account. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. So, hard at the top of the show, we talked about uh, there being some sort of special surprise around the the celebration of writing, which, as I said, is the twenty Saturday, the twenty first of March uh. here at the uh, Centre for Writing in North yeah. So, what's uh, what's the special surprise?
1: So, um, it's just been revealed to me that we will be having a bonus poetry presentation at the end of the Celebration of Writing, curated by Miles Merrill from Word Travels. Do you want to...
0: The Miles Merrill. The
1: Miles Merrill. Do you want to give a bit of a bio of uh, who i I'll, I'll just
0: say that um, Miles is one of the... ...one of the heavy hitters in the mm. Australian slam yeah. poetry world. Yeah. And he kind performance of, poetry. And he's yeah, also a really yeah. generous workshopper and lecturer mm-hmm. and teacher... ...and uh, and curator of this space mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's bound to be a good presentation. There's three poets uh, scheduled or curated to be the presenters.
0: Well, actually, Hadj, I have an email in front of me... ...that uh, tells us who two of the three poets are. It's just been confirmed that we are going to be hosting... Eunice Andrada, who's a Filipino poet, journalist, and lyricist, and teaching artist, Uh, very experienced. Uh, She's performed her poetry on such diverse international stages as the Sydney Opera House and the Deserts of Alice Springs and the United Nations Climate Negotiations in Paris. The other of the two artists that have been confirmed are Helen Latukefu, who is a 2018 Rumble Youth Slam champion and has also performed at the Sydney Opera House. So that's two of the three artists who are going to be working with us at the end of the – celebration of writing which is on saturday the 21st yes so in addition to the presenters that we have and this newly announced special uh, feature what other inclusions are there Haja?
1: lunch will also be provided with tickets. ticket we
0: are providing lunch <laughs> that's quite true we mentioned i think we mentioned the zucchini slice earlier
1: yeah maybe we don't know if that's going to necessarily be on the menu but
0: well let's hope it is because it, it, it's good okay yeah i'll trust you this okay. time <laughs> Well, thanks, Harja. That's that's terrific. So um, all the details for anything we've talked about today, including the celebration of writing, uh, can be found on our website. That's mm-hmm. uh, westwords.com.au. Uh, yes, and if you have is. any questions, get in touch with us. That's it for us this week mm-hmm. or this fortnight. We'll yes, see you in is. a fortnight's time. Uh, and uh, hit the subscribe button. Give us, give us the five stars and all those things. Yes. Share it. Absolutely. And subscribe
1: to our newsletter.
0: Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Get on there. Get get all the news. Get all the good gear. Okay, so until next time, thanks for being with me today, Harja.
1: You're welcome. It was a pleasure.
0: And uh, until next time, as we always say, happy creating.